Welcome back to another episode of My Life in Games with Silas and Sage. And Sage. <laughs> Sage is in there too, whether you like it or not. Um, episode 16, Remastered. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a few minutes. Uh, Silas, what's been going on, man? What have you been playing? What's happening in the world that is Mr. Wyvern? Oh, as, as always, uh, <clears throat> the non-video game part that interferes with the video game playing work uh, keeps me busy as, as always. Damn it. Why do we got to work? Because we need money so we can buy our expensive toys and buy our video games and all that stuff. Uh, but no, actually work's been a little bit better lately, even though the schedule's been crazy. I've had a bit more time for gaming, which has kind of been nice, especially considering I went several months where I basically didn't play shit for that amount of time. I wasn't really doing much of anything. It sucked. Uh, so now it's it's getting better. Things are starting to uh, lighten up at least a little bit that way so I can get some more game time. But uh, I've been playing, of course. I'm still playing Monster Hunter um, in between mm, uh, better know, be. other things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, I'm playing that on Xbox One and PS4 now. And, uh, you know, I've got people kind of trying to want me to uh, jump in between. So uh, trying to manage that sometimes makes it difficult. But um, what I've really been getting... Uh, into a little bit more of lately is uh the remaster of um dot hack gu which was actually the second uh trilogy of dot hack games that came out way 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 a long time ago like back on ps2 uh gu came out um there was an anime and then that came out and of course the original uh just a quick little thing with the original dot hack series there was an anime and then they made the game and then uh this they did the same thing they made a new anime then they made another game but uh gu was fun um and we'll get uh, more into the discussion of the whole remastering thing later. But uh, I've been enjoying it uh, for what it is. And uh, there are certain things that do definitely stick out since it is a 12-year-old series of games, at least Volume 1 was. Uh, the nice thing is at least they didn't release each volume separately like the originals were and then charge us a bunch of money for each one because then I would have been upset. So it's actually all the volumes in, in one disc. So that it's fair. Leave it at that. I'm trying to think <laughs> if there's there's a game that's done that. I don't know. I don't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure there is a game out there that did that. They remastered it and they're like, hey, well, by the way, you still have to buy all the DLC separately. Oh, yeah, because it's remastered, you know. <laughs> yeah, not, not not a good move when people do that. Um, <laughs> don't do that game company. So, you know, um, I've been enjoying that. And of course, I've been streaming it. Uh, everyone seemed to seem to enjoy it. And some people have actually asked me, you know, how, how old of a game is it? And when I you know, I bring up the fact that the original volume one, which is what I've been playing through right now, came out 12, 12 years ago, 2006, which for some people in the gaming world, they were like little tiny children <laughs> at that time. Uh, you know, I was an adult, which means, you know, at this point, I'm pretty much going on the realm of ancient and about to be dust at some point. But, you know, <laughs> I think I was around 2021, 20, like. What did I know about anything back then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that yeah, I was playing that in between. I think at that time I would have been playing uh, Fantasy Star Universe on 360. Ooh, that was that was the game we were playing, and then I remember uh, then of course you know there was GU, and I was catching up on all those at the time. If if I remember correctly, what was going on in life at that time? <laughs> mm -hmm. Good times, good times. Because Xbox 360 owned my life at that point for the most part, other than the PS2, because that's where the JRPGs were. I was still playing that shit. <laughs> and we had those original, now I'm just thinking about it, we had those original Xboxes that we made to where you didn't have to connect to live. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We used. Uh, in fact, the uh, the land the land tunneling service is actually still around today because I looked at it because I was curious. Uh, excellent, Kaya is still around and people still use it. I can't believe it. Yeah, I remember so, I ended up selling that Xbox later on down the road. I think it was after 360 came out and I'm playing yeah. uh, Knights of the Old Republic or whatever. And um, somebody was like, is that, I don't have to pay for live with that. And I'm like, yeah, it's just sitting there collecting dust. And they're like, yeah, I totally buy that. How much do you want? Like, lots, lots of money. I'll pay it in cash. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) It's yours. It's yours. You can have it. There's some great games on that original Xbox, though. Yeah, yeah. The original Xbox. That's how we have to say. We have to say original Xbox because, you know, Microsoft and their terrible naming schemes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call our later council Xbox One. (laughs) It's a sequel, right? (laughs) So does that mean that, that, that after Xbox One X, we're going to get Xbox One Two, and they're going to do some sort of lame like punch out thing with it? <laughs> Xbox <laughs> Two <commercial>. Three. <laughs> please don't, please don't. Uh, but that's how long ago this game was happening. So people are enjoying it, though. Kind of seeing yeah. a game like this, they got to be surprised too, because uh, it's actually a really good game. I'd never played it before, but after watching you, like it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it it has you know there's certain flaws, obviously because of how old it is, and obviously games have progressed a lot since then. But at the same time, and this is something you know I noticed, and it's you know with how the voiceovers were done, which actually isn't entirely bad, but it's just how the dialogue was read to match the text coming on the screen, and they got certain pauses that aren't necessarily natural. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, well, this is a 12 year old game, I understand, but at least the dialogue was decent, and the voice acting wasn't too bad for being english i wish they would have given a japanese voice option with the remaster that would have been nice because i would have liked to have checked out what the the japanese audio was like for it but anyway uh that aside i mean hey if they offered us a dlc i would definitely uh pay you know i'd download it and check it out but uh, outside of that at least it, you know at the time they did, did a good enough job they uh they did a good job touching it up um you know there's a lot of stuff obviously i'm playing on a 4k screen i'm playing it on my ps4 pro so it, it runs super smooth and it looks nice um occasionally there are spots that i do notice where they didn't touch it up and so the touched up stuff stands out warm <laughs> mm. um but there's not a whole lot of that most of it's pretty good um what else was i thinking yeah it's just just good uh, back playing it and uh being able to stream it and then Enjoy it for for what it is, and of course, uh, being an older game while in the beginning, yet kind of hold your hand. And in certain aspects of it, are easier than I remember. Other things are just as aggravating <laughs> because, um, unlike newer games that hold your hand for everything, it doesn't. After a little bit, it's like, okay, you need to figure this out on your own and enjoy. <laughs> so you know, you, there's a little bit of a little bit of thought you got to put into in some of them boss battles, so you so you don't lose. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to lose. You want to win. <laughs> uh, we've talked about it a half a dozen times before on this podcast. And you, you think you're going to go back to one of those older games and you're just going to own because you feel that somehow better graphical quality, you know, graphic quality it equals um, it's harder content. I, I don't know. And maybe that's what it is. You go back to some of these older graphics and you're like, oh, no, this old game like Commander Keen, I have no problem whatever, I've got this in the bag, and you don't. 
those games are so hard. They're, they're even harder now. We don't know how good we've got it with newer games that have all these quality of life additions to them. And you go back to yeah. an old game and you have no idea how to function. Oh, I have to manually save <laughs> troglodyte. Like, are you serious? I have to manually save? Yeah, which actually, speaking of manually saving, I was I was offline, at least when this happened. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm used to things that autosave. Of course, you know, I still try to remember to go, you know, save once in a while. But I was doing a bunch of stuff, and the game crashed. I got a black screen, you know, BSOD. <laughs> like, well, ball sack, you know. And then, uh, you know, I go to pop up the PlayStation menu, maybe try to force close it. And of course, that's not responding. Nothing's responding. I'm like, oh, good God. And then after a minute, the little error thing pops up. Game is crashed. Do you want to send a, you know, log to Sony or whatever, blah, 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 you know, crash report kind of deal. And I feel like crap. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, I'll just, just continue, right? You know, close it out, go do my thing. Cause you know, newer games. Okay. Shit. Auto saves, right? Might lose a couple minutes. Load it back up and then come to realize that the last time I saved was about three and a half hours prior. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh no. Cause at the time I was working on like side quests and things like that. Cause um, when I stream it, I try to stick to the main story. So when I'm playing offline, I do more of the side quests and things. I mean, I'll do some of that stuff on stream, but on stream, I try to stick to mostly following the main story, at least to a certain degree, um, you know, and then uh, and, and less of the side quest stuff. I try to do most of the side stuff uh, offline um, just so that way it doesn't drag out too much and it keeps it more interesting for people to watch. Hmm. So that's kind of like how I try to focus it, at least with that particular game, because I've, I'm already some, at least somewhat familiar with, with the flow of it and whatnot. But uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of been my thing. It's been that and, of course, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter has been ruling my life. I'm loving me some Monster Hunter. <clears throat> and that's not an easy thing for me to say because I don't... I'm a very picky gamer. I'm realizing that about myself lately. I'm very, very picky about where I put my time and how much of my time I spend in a game. The Division is... I'm a long, I'm a long-term gamer. Like the division has been three years. Swotor was three years. World of Warcraft was a couple of years. I'm, I like to stick with a game and just be there in it for a long time. Um, but I feel like the past year we've had some really great releases. Assassin's Creed was phenomenal. I'm having a hard time going back and playing the DLC for whatever reason. I don't know why I'm that way. But going back and playing some of this amazing DLC and some of the new things, they, they, you can now take a guided tour through Egypt, and uh, which is a huge deal for me, somebody who really enjoys the history of that period and that uh, area on the globe. Uh, I thought I would have been into it by now, but I'm not. I'm still stuck on Division and Monster Hunter <clears throat> creeping into my life. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter with the wifey and uh, the brother-in-law. We've we probably spent upwards of 15 hours since she's been off since Wednesday, 15, maybe 20 hours playing monster hunter and uh, didn't pick up division at all. I don't think uh, outside of stream, but some pretty interesting stuff. Um, monster hunter continues to evolve, which is really, really cool. I like a game it reminds me a bit of Witcher three 
you think you've figured it all out. And then all of a sudden there's this new thing that you have to do. And um, you get into the elite area or the legendary drop area and you think that, okay, this is going to be end game. And then it's not. Um, just the other day, I realized that there's, there's these bugs that you can toss a lasso at and then swing from them in between trees. Like, I didn't know that. I've been doing it the hard way <laughs> this whole time. And then wifey's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm five levels underneath you. And I knew that you pleb. <laughs> 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 so um, monster hunter just continues to give and impress as far as I'm concerned. So I have a feeling this is going to be one of those long time games for me. And um, haven't ventured back into Witcher 3 as of yet or Assassin's Creed, both DLCs I fully intend on playing. But uh, I've just, I've got to catch up. I've got to catch up on Monster Hunter. And I know you guys want me to get it on PlayStation 4 too. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've got to do all of this. Seven, I'm already 70, 80 hours in and I've got to <laughs> do it all over again. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do it though. But uh, <laughs> oh man, it's so much. So anyway, that's kind of what I've been playing. Lots of relaxation this week, which is which is really nice. And necessary. And absolutely necessary. And we find that uh, game developers have a lot of off time too when they finish a title. And then uh, sometime down the road, they're like, you know what? This was a really good title. And I think we've got a fan base that might warrant doing something special with it. Maybe improve the graphics a bit. Maybe some of the content we didn't have a chance to finish. We're going to throw that back in there as well. Um, remasters have become a thing. And I'm not just talking about Marvel. <laughs> <clears throat> Can we get some more hero movies? We need more of those, please. Um, there's a reinvention of Spider-Man every two years. So <laughs> yeah, but, please stop with that. But games kind of have us beat in some sense. You know, you look at Call of Duty, if you want to consider more multiplayer maps, a, a remaster every year, like there's a lot of games that take that approach every year. There's a new thing, just like with uh, cell phones do. Some of them are great. Some of them soar to new heights while others fall flat and wither to nothing. Silas is going to start us off with a little bit about remasters and, um, yeah, what's out there right now? What's going on? All right. Well, of course, as I've already previously discussed, the uh, the dot hack uh, GU uh, last recode, which is a re remaster of the uh, original uh, uh, dot hack GU games that was originally released as a three set volume. Uh, and of course, for the remaster for that, they touch up the graphics. It's you know, it's, of course, it's widescreen now because originally on PS2, what the hell was widescreen back then? We didn't have that. You know, we were using thick ass TVs and, <laughs> you know, they, that was like the early days of, of uh, LCD TVs. And if you were lucky at that time, because uh, I remember getting one, I had a, a 720p, which was considered some HD at the time, you know, uh, TV uh, that I started hooking stuff up to. And, you know, of course, the best you got out of the PS2 at the time was 480p, assuming that the game actually supported it. Um, so it's nice to see them, you know, touch up the graphics slightly when you're playing it on your TVs of now. It doesn't look like complete and total garbage. Uh, plus at the widescreen. Um, it's just it's, it's a nice experience. And of course, the frame rates are, are way better than I remember. Uh, you know, you don't have that. Uh, obviously, a, a PS2 game isn't going to push a PS4 to where it's like, uh, you know, hiccuping or anything you know especially when you're playing on, on the pro so you know it's that nice fluid 60 fps and which is nice even for even on an older game um 
unfortunately it also does make me long for like i wish they could have touched up the textures and you know other stuff that's probably more easily done on say a pc release more than it is on a console release especially considering the uh, architecture for uh for the ps2 is way different than the ps4 um so i'm sure that uh on the you know, on that end of things, there's probably a lot of reasons why they can only do so much. But for what they could do, um, they did a good job. And of course, um, with this particular remaster set, there's also a whole nother volume that's been added in. Granted, it's a little bit shorter, but there's uh, there was, I guess, like a whole epilogue kind of deal that was originally meant to be in the series that was cut. Uh, so and that's why we have, you know, the volume four now. So I'm actually really excited to get to that, especially considering I actually... I don't remember if I completely finished volume three. I don't remember if I actually completed the series. So either way, I mean, it's going to be a great experience. Plus it's been so long. Um, so, you know, there's a lot for me to look forward to. I mean, granted it for a remaster and, and it, it being a $50 game is kind of like, eh, but it was three volumes of games. So technically it's three, even though each one's not super long, but still I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's fine. I mean, if it would have only been one volume, I would have been like, hell no, I'm waiting for this thing to drop in price before I get it. But since it's, it's the whole, you know, series, okay, cool, we're good. Uh, so I think they did a they did a good job. Uh, uh, Bandai Namco did a, did a good job, or whoever they uh, third partied it out to to do the work, more likely than not, um, whether it was in house or not. I I haven't looked up the information on it. So, do you think it's like it's like two guys <clears throat> in a room that are in charge of the remaster? Because I, when I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't have a lot of resources. Um, as a developer to go back to a previous previously loved game and put a lot of resources into making the textures right or making um, and fixing the bugs with whatever was related to content that wasn't released. Do you think um, they put a lot of effort into that? Do you think it's what I'm saying? Maybe a couple of guys or a, a very, very small team that are in charge of a remaster and, and that's why we see it's kind of limited at times. It depends on the game and the publisher, because a lot of things can change. There's, you know, uh, obviously, depending on how old the game is, there's, you know, are any of the original staff still a part of your team, you know, as to depending on who owns the IP and all that stuff. In this particular case, this is originally a Bandai Namco game. So at least it's, you know, the same house. It's not like where you have some publishers and developers where, you know, they they go under and get sold and then all their IPs become property of another thing. Uh, take like, you know, for example, uh, Lionhead. Mm. you know, loved fable creators. It doesn't exist anymore. So if there's ever going to be another fable game, somebody else is going to do it. And while, you know, back in the day they remastered the first one, if they were to ever say like do the second or third one, it would be somebody else handling it uh, because, you know, none of the original people are, you know, what studio they're with or whatever it would, it would, it, it would definitely be handled by somebody else. Um, is you know um i don't know how big bandai namco's team was it probably wasn't a whole lot of people i mean regardless of the game i don't think you would have a huge amount of people unless you know you had another project coming up and you were just keeping people on staff so like you know what it's going to be a few months out but we got this remaster you can work on it keeps you employed and here you go and you know you got some of your top people and you put them on that and they work on that project or whatever i'm not sure how they handle that um but that's just my thoughts you know is just off the top of my head uh, now, other companies probably put less work. Uh, I feel like in this particular game, at least with .hackGU, I feel like they put a lot of time and care into it for the most part. Yeah, like I said, there are certain things I did notice where they didn't get to it or, or whatever, but they did a good enough job that it actually made me want to wish they had done a little bit more. 
but I guess as gamers, we always want more. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. You know, we um, want the next level so bad. Of course, it goes to the next game. <clears throat> Do you think that there are any titles that are the prime example of a bad remaster? A bad remaster. Okay. There's been a lot of games that have had remasters or just re-releases and the first thing i can think of for a company that puts out a lot of remasters of their games that used to be back in the day one of my uh favorite companies which used to be squaresoft which is now square enix unfortunately i don't feel the same way about that company as i used to <laughs> let's face it um they have put some of the uh, early Final Fantasy games, Chrono Trigger, and everything else on nearly every effing platform possible without doing any more than necessary and charging a premium. For example, if you were to go in either into Google Play or the iTunes App Store on your phone and you were to look up, say, you know, Final Fantasy 3 or 6 or whatever, there's a lot of games on the App Store that are like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, right? That shit's like nine ninety nine. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's originally it was originally a Super Nintendo game. Now, okay, they smoothed up the graphics a little bit. You know, they made the menus you know touch compatible or whatever. But a lot of times, it's not the best. And it's just like I feel like they're overcharging a little bit because it seems like they only had like one or two dudes, and they're like, okay, yep, yeah, we'll do this real quick. Boom, done. Here we go. We ported it. It's done. And what's even worse is in the example of, uh, of Final Fantasy VI, which was originally three here, Super Nintendo. They re-released it, you know, on Steam for PC. So, you know, I mean, it's already it, that game was re-released on on the original PlayStation. It's been re-released on your phone, and then it was re-released on the PC. Well, the PC version, you would think they would have been like, maybe go back to the original source and you know, you know, buff it up that way. No, no, no. They took imported the uh, phone version of the game. And use that for the PC release. No. <laughs> Please don't do that. So while in some ways, yes, the character sprites look a little smoother, but they're also blurry and smudgy. It's like someone took and gave a five-year-old some watercolor paints with paint by numbers and said, here you go. This is how we're going to do the graphics for a beloved Super Nintendo game and release it on PC. Why? Just lazy. Don't, don't do that. You no. know, there's another game I've been thinking of. Um, Skyrim seems to be released every two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, so what was the last edition? Was it the the Ultimate or Skyrim Black or? Yeah, it was like the Prem, it's like the Black Special or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. It, <clears throat> some long-winded I, bullshit. I ended up buying that one. I'm not going to lie. And I played through it again twice. Played through it again twice. I'm assuming on Xbox One. On Xbox. Seeing it since you didn't have PS4 at the time, yeah. Yeah. And um, and really enjoyed it. I think they did a fantastic job with the game, but other than some tighter looking graphics, you know, it, it wasn't... It was the same I mean, game. I hate saying it's not worth the money that I spent because I really enjoyed it. But, you know, for a game that I already played before, I don't know. I feel like... Um, for me, I'm sensing a trend with remasters. They come back and they make them they they make them look pretty, but more often than not, <clears throat> some of the very same problems or glitches that you experienced in the original game are there, and um, they're kind of farming your nostalgia. 
a little bit to come back and play it again. If it's a well done redo, so be it. But if you're only offering, you know, better graphics this time around, but I, I still go in and I find the same item bag bug or, you know, this, this is glitchy or that's glitchy. Like you didn't go back and, you know, fix this quest that's not working properly. You know, I have to do it in a very special way to get past this additional, you know, this initial point. <clears throat> I have a... I have a problem with that. I feel like it's false advertising a little bit. Like It's been remastered kind of, you know, footnote. Yeah. And it's like four paragraphs of the things that they weren't, you know, you remember this item? Yeah. Well, that's still not fixed, but it looks pretty, you know, you can't use it, but it looks pretty. What are they thinking? <laughs> what are they thinking? I'm not saying Skyrim was necessarily this case, but um, is it because, you know, we really do, find ourselves guided by nostalgia so often when we buy a game you know that that uh we haven't done the we just expect it to look prettier and we're excited to go back there so we do it i mean is that really what they're farming off of us or do you think that there are some developers that are trying to really appeal to people that are um, hardcore fans and maybe are looking for that uh, that additional content that wasn't released or you know, they, they're hoping, maybe they still play it like once a week. Maybe they're just hoping that this one bug will finally get fixed. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think that that's a tough one. Um, I've, when it comes to remasters, I feel like there's, there's essentially two audiences that they're targeting. More or less. You've got, depending on how, if the game, especially if the game is older, like in the case of, of .hack, that was a PS2 game. So a lot of gamers, particularly the newer generation of gamer, never got the the time to touch this never seen it never played it so for those peoples for that audience you know um that's one audience they're trying to target is the people who never actually originally played it and then of course you know the audience that, you, that you've already referenced you know the people that were hardcore fans and stuff are your other audience that they're trying to reach now a lot of times it seems like in the case of skyrim they only targeted the first audience that I mentioned, the people who hadn't played it, that was their target. It doesn't seem like they really considered their previous fan base, which is a shame because if you keep the fan base happy with one remaster, then if you've got other IPs, you could then therefore do that and that'd probably buy into that as well. But instead, if you piss them off by doing a crappy job, you know, then it's less likely you're going to be able, if you do another one, that you'll be able to sell it to your previous fan base, which, you know, in the case of Skyrim is pretty damn huge. A lot of people love Skyrim. Let's face it, yeah. that's not a small fan base to be ignoring. And and I, you know, I hear what you're saying in, in a lot of ways, like you said, like with bugs that were still there and whatnot, it seems like they did kind of ignore that a little bit. They pushed it out just to make the money. Or so, from what you're saying, it kind of sounds like they may do um, a remaster in this case to hype up another edition of the game, you know, if it's going to be a sequel or a threequel yeah. or whatever the case may be, <clears throat> um, depending on how far they plan on taking the franchise, you know, right. as a whole may depend on how much time they, they put in remastering it. Of course, how much time has passed too? remastering the original Sonic the Hedgehog. While that would be great, it would be pretty unnecessary. So I'm yeah. sure, you know, they, they keep that kind of thing in mind as well. 
Are there any oh. games on your list that you would like to see remastered properly? Oh, well, of course, as always, <laughs> the first two Kotor games, Night's Old Republic 1 and 2. Mm. Fix the bugs, but give me more HK and put in the shit that was cut out back in with the storyline that was supposed to go with it. That was just and, a quest that was cut out, right? Um, there was a there was a little bit more than that, I believe. Um, was it a planet it was, sized kind of thing that was left out? It was it was, it was a small planet, but yeah, that was it had to do with a series of side quests and in, uh, in that particular instance, that was dealing with HK. Mm. Um, supposedly, there was rumors of a couple of other things that were cut, but there was so little data for them to work with, no one could. Uh, you know, mod reconstruct uh, some of the other things. So obviously there was some other ideas, but what they were supposed to be for, we don't know. But uh, obviously in that case, a lot of things were, were cut. So I don't know, maybe, I guess maybe in a way what we're asking for instead of more of a remaster is a remaster slash director's cut, I guess is kind of what we want, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like with movies, when they do the director's cuts later on, like say, you know, Here's an old school movie that has a cult following Blade Runner, the original one. There was several redos of that, but you know, the definitive one that most people are after is of course the, the director's cut, you know, which was, you know, his original version of, of, you know, what his vision for it was. Mm -hmm. So I think is, is uh, when it comes to remasters, I think that's kind of, at least for me, that's kind of what I feel like I'm looking for. You know, if there was things that were cut that were supposed to be in there that, added to the depth of the story not like frivolous crap that was obviously you know there was no need for it but things that you know added to it or maybe helped explain to character um because i know a lot of instances and particularly like with uh jrpgs you know the older ones and stuff even in uh more so i think over here when it comes to like the jrpgs where things get cut for one reason or another um you know when it gets translated and brought over here uh you know it happens more so with with that or at least it used to um as opposed to now, I don't think that they cut quite as much. So it just depends on the game of how much was cut, but you know, in their development time and everything else, even newer games, you know, things get left out for one reason or another. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this isn't the only thing where, where information and quest data is, uh, is left out. Some people that are trying to purchase build, perhaps their own PC are finding that there's some different layers of cost effectiveness that are going in hand with their PC yeah. purchase or building. One of those particular parts happens to be graphics cards or GPUs. <clears throat> Welcome to the world of cryptocurrency. <laughs> Apparently. Um, oh boy. The other day we had um, a company called Massdrop state that Nvidia predicts graphics card prices will continue to go up through the year. And I can say from the people that I've talked to that have been affected by this, uh, they were looking to build their own PCs. And due to the outrageous price of getting even a GTX 1060, uh, decided to go the all-in-one package route. Uh, some even buying uh, Alienware rigs, which after the price of some of these GPUs, depending on what you want, you may as well go for a pre-built and possibly even purchase yourself an Alienware. Yeah, or uh, or even Razer, whichever, if you're going for laptops. Mm -hmm. Or Razer. <laughs> uh, no, Alienware has always uh, been pretty good on their builds, I think. 
Um, the other thing, of course, you also got to consider is if you're doing a, an all-in-one, you know, pre-built for you where you're not building it yourself, you do get, um, assuming that the customer support's good, which Alienware's always been good with, is, you know, you get that customer support. So, so when you have problems with your Windows 10 install after an update because it suddenly borked half of your hardware, you can call them up and say, yo, I need this shit fixed. Give me the magic shit to type in. <laughs> Tell me what directory to go to to delete whatever, reset this, that, this that or the other because it, it, it borked my shit so my stuff works and of course you know you got the the nice guy uh or lady you know on the other end hopefully uh speaking the same language <laughs> um and uh they can help you out and there you go you get you get your stuff and you get it fixed or if you know the hardware goes out you know you get a hold of them you send whatever in and of course you get your replacement um, or when you build it entirely yourself you got each individual uh warranty that you got to deal with and rules for each individual part so if that goes out you might get lucky you might not so that's one of those things to consider so for the additional price of a gpu say somebody like me who has been looking at building another stream pc so i can play pc and stream it at the same time and then uh, you've got a company just like nvidia actually it's nvidia who's offering this (laughs) service that allows you to stream a game at full graphics and um, all from the same PC and you pay, you know, a flat price every month like you would for Netflix. Uh, So I see that and then I see a hike in NVIDIA's uh, graphics cards all over the place. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just kind of playing with it right now. So you see a hike (laughs) in in NVIDIA's uh, graphics cards. Coincidence? Silas, your thoughts? (laughs) Oh, it's a strategy, man. It's it's business strategy. It's what it all comes down to, dude. It could be. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, now you can't, you can't. I'm sorry, businesses are always businesses, and and if you understand how that works and and how business strategy is, sometimes it's it's cold. It's cold shit. They're gonna pull some stuff, and you know, if enough consumers roll with it, then that's that's what it is. But uh, something like that could be something where they're trying to push. Well, hey, you know, the graphics cards are expensive, but now we got this service and whatnot. People are more likely to go to said service if that's what they're trying to push next. Yeah, they're more than happy to sell you that graphics card, but now they're making more money off it. You know, they they ramped up the cost of their chips. So now the, you know, the the producers like, you know, uh, MSI and Asus and, you know, uh, EVGA, you know, you know your your name brand ones that, that make all your graphics cards, whether it's uh, Nvidia or or ATR or whatever, you know, they're paying more for the stuff, so now they gotta you know pass that along to the customer, cost of parts, you know, or you know you go directly to Nvidia and you can stream some games and pay a price. I mean, for some people, you know, you're you're gonna go the other way. Again, it's it's business strategy. Whether or not it works for them, I don't know. Does it mean it's not a dick move? No, but it's business and. If you know business, business has a lot of dick moves. So it makes you wonder if manufacturers, uh, depending on how much they know, I I haven't seen a a huge increase in pre-built prices. So the point I'm getting at is, when are those new graphic card prices going to hit manufacturers and thus affect the regular buying public? And so far, I haven't seen it. It doesn't seem like you're, you're not buying the typical Dell... Inspiron laptop and an additional $300 because the graphics cards are outrageous right now. So they must still have some stock left over of these GPUs from, you know, the manufacturer. 
Yeah, and, and I think with, with with that particular case, um, you also got to remember, you know, whether it's Dell, HP, Razer, you know, whoever it is that's, that's producing your, your laptop, desktop, whatever, they've got other, again, business deals and contracts with, you know, the manufacturers for these parts and things where they're buying in huge, huge quantities. So they get, a lot of times, they get a set price for however. So things like this might take a while to hit, or they might have deals worked out to where it just doesn't hit them at all. You know, or very minimal, they they offset the cost in another way, or or whatever the case may be. But again, a lot of times they they have written deals where they're getting, you know, because they're buying X number of units of you know said particular model of card, whether it's a graphics card, RAM, you know, CPUs, whatever, you know, they're getting much better deals on it and everything else. I wonder when we'll see the end of this. Actually, <clears throat> I don't think I've seen good question a particular price point on building a PC, a PC jump up this high in years. I think CPU prices got pretty high a while yeah. back, a few a years, years ago. A couple years ago, CP. Yeah, I think it was around about the fourth gen Intel uh, i sevens was about the time that it really there was a, there was a big hike on the CPUs, but not at this percentage. This is no, a lot not of money. Like this. this is ridiculous. It's like the uh what were those mcdonald's furry babies or whatever they were <laughs> like furry babies that were going for a hundred thousand dollars on ebay like come on it's a gpu like i don't i don't know i mean i, I totally understand the the cryptocurrency thing and what they're being used for it i totally understand that but man how could you be caught off guard this much it almost makes me wonder if there's something else going on in the background but hey you never know it does <laughs> it does make you wonder. <laughs> mm. But when you look ahead towards the future, there's some things that make you feel pretty happy and positive, such as 2018's list of games that are going to be released. That certainly yes, makes me happy when I'm not thinking about cryptocurrencies. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that just makes me sad. Sad. So we've got a few uh, picks uh, we wanted to list and talk about briefly. Uh, some of our games coming up in 2018. Silas, take it away. All right. Well, so, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff, and I'm, a, again, primarily a, a JRPG dude or an RPG guy, action, whatever. Um, but I still get into my FPSs and things, uh, although lately I've been very, very far removed from, from FPS games. Just, I don't know, taking a break. Need a breather. Um, there's a few games coming out this year. Uh I've got some opinions on a couple that I'm kind of like, eh, but, um, you know, some of the stuff I'm definitely looking at, it, it getting, um, again, on the, on the remaster list actually, uh, and it already released is, uh, the secret of mana remaster. I wanted to go pick that up, but I just haven't yet. Um, that was originally a super Nintendo game. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that again. Cause like, you know, so that, that's some old school stuff and they did a lot to that, uh, graphically and whatnot. I actually meant to go, watch a stream of it uh, my favorite mixer streamer stream it and unfortunately i didn't make it in time to watch her stream it and then her unfortunately uh, only a little bit into her stream her pc died so yeah <laughs> so i didn't get to see that i'm streamer very very sad yeah when the pc borks that is the end <laughs> so um but aside from that no there's some other stuff i'm looking forward to um the second Nino Cooney game is coming out this year. And while, yes, I know the first one was rather kiddie, um, and this one kind of is too. It's, it's very childlike, but 
the first one had a very very good and very touching story throughout the whole thing and it, and it was good kind of remind me of a for those of us who are older you know if you're uh into old 80s movies or remember when you were a kid watching things like um the never-ending story and stuff like that that's like the feel that it reminded me of gut-wrenching you know you know and and so i you know so i enjoyed the first one so i'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the second one um Another game that I'm looking forward to that's actually number two that's actually coming out pretty soon, and it wasn't actually on that list that you shared with me, and I don't know why. Um, if you remember, I streamed the first one a while back when it was remastered for PlayStation 4, uh, The Witch and the Hundred Night. They're making the second one comes out this year. That game was definitely all sorts of out there, but that's what made it fun. I can't wait that's for that. Out. That's going to be great. <laughs> So um, guaranteed uh, when that comes out and I get it, uh, I'll probably stream that. <laughs> so that'll that'll be worthwhile. Um, one thing I probably won't be touching that's an RPG that I don't know why. Again, this is, goes back to Square Enix. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. It's finally a finished game edition. <laughs> okay i i get it you, you it comes with all the the dlc it's kind of like a game of the year edition i guess and it finally has a lot of stuff fixed that you know i get it they had a lot of time constraints and a lot of things happened with that game but for essentially 15 which started off as like 13 something else whatever it was essentially in development in one way shape or form for almost 10 years not being complete and finished when it originally released is just aggravating i played it i went through it it was an all right experience it's worth a playthrough if you you know get it on the cheap okay cool but it wasn't like it didn't have that feel that i remember from like the days of long ago like you know before final fantasy 10 mm-hmm. when they actually made you know a good solid game so i don't think i would i would pick that up I don't know. I mean, if it was on the cheap, you know, if I found it like on a Black Friday sale, you know, okay, cool. I'll do it. Play through it. And then, you know, play the DLC because some of the DLC is cool. Like they added a multiplayer uh, co-op mode, which is cool. And I'm interested in that. And originally I was looking forward to that, um, you know, on the initial release of the game. But it's just like, you know, I don't know. I guess if you haven't played it yet, it might be worth it, especially now that it's all finished and complete. It would be like if EA actually went back and re-released Mass Effect Andromeda, but it actually worked properly. I still have not been collecting dust, by the way. <laughs> mm. Well, I've heard from a friend of mine, uh, an old friend of yours, too, who actually owns that game now. He bought it more recently because he wanted to play it because he was a fan like we were of the original trilogy. When he first put it in, it had like a nine gig update. <laughs> I'm like, so obviously they patched a few things. <laughs> so maybe at some point I'll go back and play that. We can only hope <laughs> that they fixed. <laughs> it's amazing how a bad... I know we beat this horse to death, but it's amazing how a bad release can kill a game. I was in it love does, with that man. series. And then I bought it, I pre-ordered it. I want to say I pre-ordered yep. it. Yeah. And did. Um, so did I. I just, I can't bring myself. It doesn't tear me away from Monster Hunter because I, I swear to God, <laughs> if I find one of the same issues or if I'm distracted by the the faces that they say that they've improved, like I, I'm going to just toss it out the window and I don't want to do that. So I feel like if I wait for another year, the game will be ready by then. <laughs> anyway. Got to let, let, let that stew simmer. <laughs> Got to let it simmer for a little bit. I'm pretty mad. Okay. So um, there was a couple other things I was going to mention on the, on the releases, but uh, I know they're also on your list. So, uh, Let's, uh, let's go through yours oh. and then when we get to the other ones we can uh 
we can discuss those together. Sweet. So the first one on my list is confirmed for 2018, although I didn't see a hard date for it, just that it's confirmed, is going to be World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth is going to be coming out here pretty soon. Um, pretty soon, relatively, 2018 for the hardcore WoW heads. That's going to be an eternity. Uh, am I going to come back and play it? I'll have to see what Remy and Tinks are doing. Tinks was a big WoW head, and I enjoyed wow quite a bit myself so i might come back just to play the dlc like i do with star wars the old republic but uh definitely won't be a regular game of any kind but for those of you interested in wow still uh like me to a certain extent that's pretty exciting uh, another one coming in april god of war and i've seen quite a bit of hype about this silas yeah, God of War. Now, if 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 memory serves, isn't it supposed to be kind of like I know it's sort of like a continuation, but it's also kind of like a reboot in the same sense mm-hmm. as, as well, uh, is, is my understanding. But uh, at least from any sort of video stuff we've seen, pretty, yeah, so pretty. My my hat goes off to him for, from what I can tell that they're doing with the game thus far. Um, bold move, you know, continuing, possibly handing off the the reins to the game we'll see but um i think anymore it's hard for developers to tell when to let a game die and then move on or start with a new iteration of it yeah i've got high hopes for god of war we'll see how it goes i haven't seen anybody do it quite perfectly yet so we'll see what god of war does um if you (laughs) if you hate controllers and you break them often there's the dark souls remastered (laughs) Oh, God. You want to revisit why you were breaking those controllers to begin with. Uh, There'll be the Dark Souls remastered version coming in May, which is, um, I want to say, is exciting for me. It's not. It was just I bought Dark Souls 3 and realized that I hate myself. (laughs) I remember telling you that good luck not breaking something because that's one of those games I didn't finish just because anger is a tough game and nothing but respect for the folks that do that often especially stream it because the pressure is on one mistake and it's over so dark souls remastered may that's going to be exciting attack on titan 2 comes march 20th for those who have been uh not only follow the anime but enjoy playing the game you'll have the second one coming march 20th i'm excited about that i might buy it yeah i think that's a safe buy and uh, last, but certainly not least, I'm looking forward to this possibly the most, and I'll connect it to our remaster list, Age of Empires Definitive Edition, February 20th. And so I got to get it, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it's past February 20th. Yeah, so, it's so the 25th. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I got to get it, but mixing it into my time right now between division and monster hunter is difficult, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that's out now. So if you are an AOE fan and uh, you miss the sound of those priests, (laughs) (laughs) uh, then you want to check that out. AOE definitive edition, February 20th. It's out. So go get it. Buy it. Buy it. So, um, yeah, in one game that uh, is, 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 is on a couple of lists, whether or not it actually releases this year, I don't know, but the fact that it's actually being worked on and on lists for releasing just makes me so, so happy. 
because this this series hasn't had an entry since the Dreamcast, because that's where it lived and breathed. You're not talking about. Yes. <laughs> Shenmue 3. <laughs> Finally. One day. Of course, you know, my dreams could get dashed a visit, could get canceled before then, and then we'd all be angry. But, you know, um, you can look at a lot of lists of upcoming games, and you will see it is actually on there. No actual release date. But obviously, there's there's something going on with it. So that has me excited because let's face it, uh, that was probably one of the best Sega games on Dreamcast. There's actually a lot of good games on Dreamcast. What the hell am I saying? Uh, there's a number of games we played and loved on Dreamcast. Uh, mm-hmm. PSO being, of course, one of them. Yep. Um, you know, and then of course, you know, you had Shenmue. Man, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that that game was one of the first games that did. You know, um, what what's the correct wording for this? Uh, I don't want to say timed button pressing, but it had like, you know, the action sequences. And if you don't don't hit the the stuff in the right time, then you mess it up. And well, no bueno. You know, um, it was one of, like, one of the first games to do that and do it pretty good. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward. Plus, the story was, was really cool and everything was it was so different for the time. And I think that's why there's has such a big, big following. We've all wanted to know. How is it all going to actually end? Of course, mm. if they do, if they do Shenmue three, maybe we'll get a remaster of one and two first released. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. that might be a smart. That would be a smart business move, because you know stuff. <laughs> Remasters <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, why not? You know, get in on it, um, and it would it, it would be a good way to hype the third one. And if they you know just added some content to help uh, you know uh, connect the dots, that would be fantastic. Um, so one can hope maybe maybe at E three. We'll, uh, we'll hear something. And, uh, of course, uh, speaking of E3, one of us on this podcast is actually going to it this year. What? Who is it? <laughs> that would be you, Sage. <laughs> I am. Lucky I am going bastard. to e No, oh, I'm really looking oh. forward to it. And uh, with... Hopefully, we're going to finish. We're figure something out with that, and um, I'm going to take a laptop with me, just so you guys know. And hopefully, we'll be able to do a podcast and do some uh, some news every day, but at least cover some of the news that's happened up to that point when we go. That's uh, June 12th through the 14th, by the way. So I'll be at E3 from the 11th to the 15th, and it's. I'll be honest, it's a bucket list item. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, every gamer who's like a real long-time gamer wants to go to E3, man. Of course. That, that's that's where things happen. That's where destinies are made and dreams are crushed. <laughs> <laughs> so with E3 on the horizon, of course, we're, we're talking about our confirmed 2018 games. Hopefully nothing is pushed back. There's a lot of great stuff there. Um, it's hard to balance as a streamer and a content creator what it is that you're going to be streaming regularly. Now, if you're a variety streamer, maybe it's a little bit different for you. You play whatever you're feeling in the moment, but uh, there are going to be those times when you consider uh, there's this game that I really enjoy and it's coming out, but I have other competing priorities. Uh, Silas, how do you go about, what's your, your plan when you're approaching uh, adding a new game to your stream? Um, for me, a lot of it, it, there's, it's a process. It really is. You, you got to take time to consider how much time you really want to spend on stream with it. And of course, whether or not how much you actually game off stream. Now for me, I do some gaming off stream, um, but I also do a, 
a lot of my gaming is done on on stream, you know, uh, probably about 50 50, uh, depending on the week. Um, so it just depends on, you know, how much you feel that if it's going to add content to your stream and if that's if you feel it's going to be worth it to to stream it or if that's something you want to keep as, as an offline item or maybe or maybe it's just something you want to have just once in a while, you know. Uh, maybe you do do a special stream where, hey, I'm playing such and such game for whatever reason. Um, now, me, I'm I'm a little bit more on the variety side, but not so much, not as much as uh, a Neutron. He is a he he is He's the variety streamer. <laughs> yeah, quite literally, he makes one every year, um, and that's his thing. Uh, me, I'm more again, as as, as most of you know, I'm more uh, RPGs and, and action adventure RPGs and things like that. I'm mostly the RPG type things, but I do occasionally, you know, do the FPS like you know Battlefront or uh, back in the day I, when I was a bit more heavy on FPS games, I used to stream Killzone a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and that was my thing. But uh, for the most part, I'm mostly RPGs. But you know, so in, in my case, I do have to change it up because at some point, I finish said RPG. You know, uh, just like after I, you know, I knew I was getting close to finishing Xenoblade 2, you know, after all the whole 170 hours I put into it. <laughs> um, so I had to pick something else. Of course, I, at that time, I wasn't uh, thinking I was going to have a PS4 yet. So I had a different list of stuff that I was getting ready to um, to do. And I, I put a poll up on, on Twitter about what people wanted to see me play next. And of course, I actually ended up picking something else because I got a PS4 again because I didn't know that my tax returns were going to be fantastic. So I was like, ooh opportunity <laughs> had to happen um uh you know so so i ended up picking uh dot uh, hack because i just i felt like you know what I, that's something i wanted to go back and play and and i knew that i would get a decent amount of stream time out of it it wouldn't be just a stream or two it would be several several streams because you know it's multiple it's multiple games essentially you know it was spread across several volumes and so on and so forth so i kind of for me i guess what it is is, is i look at it is how much for me, what I feel is, is, is decent stream value, how much, you know, cause I know you kind of get a feel for like the kind of stuff your community is going to want to watch and if they're going to be interested in it. And if you feel they're going to, there's going to be enough interest in it and, and you feel it's going to be a game that, you know, you can throw in there and it's going to have some longevity and you can do it over a while. Like for me again, dot hack, then, you know, you run with that. Now, if it's something you're unsure, maybe only put it in there, you know, once in a while, test out the waters. And, you know, if your community seems to like the game, maybe then, okay, you know, amp up how much you, you stream that particular game. But at some point, you're going to have to switch gears. You're going to have to do add a new game in because you can't play the same game forever. Five years down the road, you're not going to be playing the same game. Well, unless it's World of Warcraft because it's been around for like 15 <laughs> yeah, years. People are still playing that shit. <laughs> now, keep in mind that that game has evolved and that's a whole other story. MMOs are a little bit of a different story, but you've also got a lot more competing type deals with MMOs when it comes to streaming too. Uh, yeah. That's a whole other factor I don't want to get into, and that's generally part of the reason I don't stream MMOs. Aside from the fact that I don't really have the time for them to regularly play them, I get left behind so bad in MMOs. Hell, I'm I'm behind in Monster Hunter. <laughs> I kind of feel that. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. yep, like because you know the people that are hardcore, they had it, they bought it, they took several days off, and they were already you know Hunter rank eighty after three days. Okay, I think I'm like Hunter rank ten, twelve. On either console. Yeah. Because, you know, real life and, you know, I had to go to work, you know, maybe get laid occasionally, you know, that kind of thing it happens, <laughs> you know, you got stuff to do. 
No, I hear you. Personal circumstances define a lot of what you're going to, going to do. And on top of that, what you personally like, you know, I find that I'm playing a lot of Monster Hunter lately, and uh, it's actually beginning to compete with my division time. Now I stream three to five, three to six hours, you know, uh, Monday through Friday. And a lot of it's division. So um, for me, I'm evaluating what my division crowd may like. And um, I use myself as a bit of a barometer for that as well. And I really like Monster Hunter because there's a lot of loot and shoot or loot and hunt um, aspects to Monster Hunter that I think will appeal to division folks. Uh, so for me recently, I'm reevaluating how much time I spend on division. It's we're coming up on figuring out year three content or year three content or uh, division two. And um, right now the, the grind is pretty hard. I enjoy playing the division just as much as I ever have, but um, it's nice to have new content. So last week or the week before I played around with the idea of adding monster hunter to my regular stream and what that would look like. And, um, considering that, uh, the division has, um, more or less dominated my viewership. Um, <laughs> division is still going to take up three days a week for me, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then I'm going to be putting in some monster hunter on Tuesday and Thursday. So it's, it's cycled you know, one day's division, one day's monster hunter throughout the, the week and uh, kind of see how that goes. I'm going to start that um, tomorrow, actually. So starting this Monday, there you go. throwing in some monster hunter as well and redoing graphics. All of that comes with it. You know, um, the hype for destiny two was real. I thought that was going to be a main game and it ended up not being battlefront two was a lot of fun, but it's PVP based and, uh, end game is solely PVP and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm not a huge PVP -er, and, uh, I generally don't really care for the PVP crowd, uh, that comes into streams, you know, nothing wrong with PVP folks themselves, but sometimes the crowd is a little not, not chill. For you. Yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. Not for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah there, there, there's, there, there, there's, there's, um, a lot of, passion from the pvp crowd we'll, yeah, we'll say we'll call like it passion that. uh yeah. so monster hunter kind of provides that raid content the targeted pve um rng content that i enjoy so um i'm throwing it in there we'll see what happens i'm not opposed to switching it out for something else but with nothing on the horizon quite yet from the division as far as season three or division two um monster hunter while it is a deep playlist I'm uh, I'm going to be adding it in there because it's something that I really enjoy, and uh, I think my current folks will enjoy that as well. So, there but there's a lot of thought that goes into it. You know, I, I was looking at uh, Monster Hunter playlist views. You know, how many people are in that view or in that playlist compared to Division, and um, compared to like I would really love to do a Knights of the Old Republic stream. Two or three times a week. I would play nothing but Knights of the Old Republic, but I don't think people would enjoy it as much <laughs> as I yeah. would, except for those chosen few. So uh, finding an equal ground between both is really difficult. I think when you're, when you're assessing whether or not to change up your playlist, you're considering all the factors 
and not just one, you know, do I enjoy playing it? Absolutely. But what do the numbers look like? What do, uh, I think of my community and where it's at right now, uh, will they also enjoy monster hunter? You have to take a lot of stuff into account that I didn't think of. I don't know, 600 followers ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, and that's one thing too. Um, you know, one of the things that you brought up is, uh, you enjoy playing it. And that's one thing I have to touch on this real quick. I feel like some people will, they'll do the, the chase, the flavor of the month. And I think I know what, you know, you understand what I'm talking about there. Um, they'll, they'll switch up their games just because, Oh, okay. This is the new popular game. I want to get out on this because there's a lot of people watching it. Well, that doesn't necessarily help you. And the biggest thing being, if you don't enjoy playing the game, that is not helping you. That's just entirely detrimental to your stream. Don't do it. Play stuff you enjoy. Now, you may have to choose between game A, B, C, D. In my case, I've got about four games. You know, um, I was really torn because, you know, uh, I just got the PS4, so I wanted to do the remaster for .hack, but I also recently uh, did some stuff so I can actually stream 3DS, which one of these days in the near future, there, are, there will be some 3DS streams. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a special stream. Um, we'll test that out. But uh, there will be 3DS streams in the future because uh, I got one of those again, and uh, there's some RPGs I want to stream for that. There's a lot of good ones on there, so that gives me like a whole slew of stuff to, to, to pick from uh, that I would enjoy playing, and I think uh, some of my uh, RPG crowd would, would enjoy seeing. Uh, and and the, like you brought up, uh, you know, if your community would enjoy seeing it, that's another factor. And that's the other thing I take into into account. Now, my old community uh, from way back when probably wouldn't have enjoyed any of this RPG stuff. But uh, about 95% of my old community doesn't watch my stream anymore. Because I'm not streaming FPS stuff. And hmm. I still love you guys, but I don't care. <laughs> because I enjoy oh, wow. playing the RPGs. And that's what that's, you know, what's going to be up in you that's know, been your camp for a long time, dude. As long as I've known you, you've played RPGs and you were introducing to me some to extent. stuff I didn't know. I had no idea about some of the stuff that you were introducing me to. <clears throat> and I kind of like that. I kind of like that in a streamer, especially a variety streamer. Um, not that you're fully variety, but when I am looking at a variety streamer, I'm just looking for s- some new people to follow. Um. I want them to introduce me to stuff that I've never seen before, never played before and coerce me into playing them because they're weird. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of judge a streamer by their, by their picks for games. Now, granted like AAA titles, you looking at division or somebody that streams world of Warcraft, like maybe a different story. But if you're looking for strictly RPG games with storyline driven, um, uh, aspects, like everything is all about storyline, that I'm looking for something a little weird and crazy. And it, so that witch, the witch and the, yeah, the witch and the hundred night, man, <laughs> that was a really, truly interesting, strange off the it wall. It was strange. It was really out there. You know, uh, some, some, uh, elements of Eki in there, some elements of some other like mature type anime, anime, and then, um, Lots of storyline, but the fights are really, really cool. It just had a lot to offer. So I kind of expect that, you know, you show me something I haven't seen before, you know, that that's what being in this playlist, I think is all about. Show me what your particular style of, of games is. And um, I'm going to see if it coincides with mine. So I think that's, if anything, that's a harder playlist to play, right? Instead of going, well, everybody's playing PUBG and Fortnite. 
which both games I don't like, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. everybody's playing well, PUBG and Fortnite. Is that the game that you're going to stream just because everybody's, you know, streaming it? That's where the views are. Is that your thing? Yeah, kind of like when they had that little push with uh, Warframe. And so a bunch of people who weren't streaming it decided to start streaming it. How long did that last? And did, and did that do anybody any real good? We would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Twitter at Silas and Sage for upcoming releases, as well as links to our previous shows on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. This has been My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, and we'll see you in two weeks.